Thanks for listening to The Vine's podcast. The Vine is a church in Austin, Texas, with the simple goal of following Jesus together. And we hope this message helps you in doing just that. We are at the end of a Christmas series called The Advent Conspiracy. And we began this series, and many of us felt weird about this idea of a conspiracy being laid over uh, the Christmas season. It didn't really quite feel right. Almost like a per- you have a perfect meal and then someone just pours a bunch of brown gravy over your Christmas meal. It just kind of ruins it. And for many of us, we, we actually, I saw some people go, no, bring, bring the brown gravy, right? Yeah. But I actually, I actually found there's precedent for, for a conspiracy to be thought of during the Christmas season. Did you actually know that there's a Christmas song with the word conspire in it? Does anyone know what Christmas song has the word conspire in it? Yes. Oh my goodness. Can you guys believe that? Here we go, right here. Yes, that's so true. Wait, what a, what a memory. Later on, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire. Right? The idea of conspiring. What a weird way to celebrate Christmas, conspiring by the fire. But I've actually grown to love this idea of conspiring together during the Christmas season. You know, the, the reason why is because for me, when I think of conspiring, it's, it's actually about uh, kind of an under-the-radar movement that a group of people come together to do something extraordinary, something subversive together. It's almost like a uh, bank heist movie, you know? Or like Ocean's Eleven, where a bunch of people of different gifts come together. They conspire to do something that seems impossible. And an interesting way to consider what Christmas is. Maybe, just maybe, what if Christmas was the greatest heist in human history? And what was taken? Well, God lost something, and he wanted it back. That's, that's what this conspiracy is all about. God lost something, and he wanted it back. And what was the thing that God lost? It was you. It was me. We were all created for a life with God. An uninterrupted connection, a life source of just this relationship, a life with God. That's how you and I were created. And somewhere along the way, it was broken. But... That's when the conspiracy began. The prelude to Jesus' life actually says the whole story, especially the story of the shepherds for me. Shepherds, they were outcasts. Because of the religious rules of the day, they were considered unclean. That means that they could never enter into the temple, meaning that they would never be made right with God. They could never be made right with their community. Because of their role was outside of society, they were, they were shunned. They were considered uh, uh, they, they were considered people who couldn't be trusted. They were considered suspect. History books actually share that shepherds weren't even allowed to testify in court. They were not trusted. They were a shunned minority. And yet, God chose them. On a night like any other, a handful of shepherds were resting upon their watchtower, able to look over their sheep. They're able to look at their sheep. A uh, historian of the early church, so very, very, very early on in the church's history, a guy named Eusebus, he actually tells how there was a watchtower a thousand paces from Bethlehem. 
And this watchtower, shepherds oversaw sheep that had a special purpose. The purpose of the sheep were that they were used in the temple to make people clean. So these, these sheep, they had to be protected and cared for without blemish. And if so, they would be bought for a premium to be taken to the temple and sacrificed so the people could be considered clean and made right before God. What a paradise. These people spent their whole life protecting something that could make them clean. Yet because of that, they were considered unclean. And yet, God chose them. The shepherd's day on this one day, it was complete as they rested upon their watchtower. Only a couple things remained. It was the sound of the sheep in the background and the crackle of fire. But then, in a flash... The heavens were ripped open, and then this happened. In verse 9, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Do you know what phrase, maybe, just maybe, jumped out to these shepherds? It was this. This will cause great joy for all the people. Not just the elite, not just the learned, not just the holy, not just the clean, everyone. This conspiracy that Jesus was starting was that heaven's joy should be given to everybody, all people. In verse 11 it continues, Today in the town of David, a Savior will be born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And if that weren't enough, verse 13, suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And as quickly as the curtains of heaven were ripped open, they were closed again. And these shepherds, wide-eyed and dumbstruck, they were, had to left, they were left wondering what in the world happened. As the sound of heaven's worship were echoing through the hillside. And I wonder if the last phrase of their worship was echoing the most. Peace to those on whom God's favor rests. It makes me wonder, who do I think God's favor rests with today? Who do you think God's favor who does he favor in this world? Is it the polished ones? The blameless ones? The shepherds, they were the least likely. But they were the favored ones in this story. Men excluded from the temple. They haven't heard worship in I don't know how long, perhaps years. And guess what interrupted their night? It was heaven was brought to them. Heaven's chorus interrupted their night. And God chose them. They had been recruited into a grand conspiracy on this evening. These shepherds, they did what many people do when they encountered the good news of Jesus. They left everything and they went. Later on, some fishermen, they would leave their nets and their boats and follow after Jesus. Later on, a, a woman from Samaria would leave her water pitcher and her life of disgrace and follow Jesus. Again and again, this is what happens. And these shepherds, they left their sheep and their place on the fringes, and they ran into Bethlehem. 
This invitation comes to us even maybe tonight on Christmas Eve. What if we were to leave our old life behind and receive this invitation to follow Jesus in there? I love to imagine these shepherds, they're running into Bethlehem trying to figure out what just happened, like giddy kids running through the halls the last day of school. Did you hear the angels? Did they say that this is our Savior? Where did they say we're supposed to find them? As they're pushing each other into the bushes. Really, a manger? A manger? Our Messiah is going to be waiting for us in a manger? And these shepherds went from barn to barn, slinging open the doors like kids would open up presents, just throwing them open, startling all sorts of bovine. So finally, one of these shepherds threw open the door and froze in his steps. And two startled parents and a baby lying in a manger, wrapped in this cloth. Do you know what moves me about this? Is that for these men who were told by their society they didn't belong, not only did God come to them, not only did God choose them, but even in the way in which God showed up to them was familiar. God didn't say, you're going to find the new king of the world and he will be in the palace. You will find the new high priest and he will be in the temple. Said, your Messiah has come, and even in the way in which you're going to find him will be familiar to you. The sound of animals around them, the smell of hay and manure all around them. This will be your king. These men who weren't able to enter the sanctuary, they observed Christ in this ordinary stable that became the ultimate cathedral of God. God came to them. And I love what happens next. This wasn't just enough for them to have this experience. In verse 17, when they had seen him, they spread word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. These men who were told they were not a credible witness, God chose them to be the first witness to the the. the, the, the the birth of the Christ, and God chose them, and they joined this conspiracy. And what is this conspiracy all about? But here it is. Here's the whole point of us doing these four weeks. Here's the point of this conspiracy. The world thinks the story of our relationship with God is this, is that we strive and we try and we try to perfect ourselves. We muster up our strength to get the best version of ourselves, And maybe, just maybe, God will accept us. And when we mess up, when we have faults, we, we pay for it and then we pay for it some more just to make sure that maybe God will accept us and receive us. And maybe just like the shepherds saw these sheep that were cared for and used to be made to be sacrifices, that maybe there is a different way. The conspiracy of Christmas puts to death that false narrative. The story of Christ is not our pursuit of God, but it's God's pursuit of you. God's wild chase to get back what he lost. That's what Christmas is all about. Christmas puts to death 
any misconception that it's by our striving that we're made right. It flips it upside down. Jesus broke every single barrier so that we could experience life with him. He left heaven to be with you. He broke through every earthly barrier to show that he is with you and for you. He broke cultural barriers, religious barriers, economic barriers, ethnic barriers to bring the love and the presence of Jesus into people's life. And Jesus might even come to us on this evening. And I wonder what barriers Jesus wants to break and blow past in your life so that you could experience the love of God anew in an unexpected way, in unexpected places in your life. Just like the shepherds were blown back by the way in which God chose them, God still comes to unlikely people like you and me and says, you, I choose you. I'm coming after you. I want back what was lost. I want you to have a life with me. I want you to know my love, not secondhand. I want you to know it firsthand. And furthermore, I want you to join my conspiracy. I want you to be so compelled by my love that you are then sent into this world to break through every barrier and boundary that people have set between one another so that my love could go to all. And friends, I feel like in this day and age, there's more boundaries between people than was before. There's more line between who's in and who's out. And I wonder what Jesus is conspiring to do through people like us. I wonder what he would want to do with a handful of people who know and experience God's undeserved favor than go in this world wrapped up in this conspiracy. This Christmas Eve, simply take hope that God chooses you. Chooses you to give his favor and his love. And chooses you and calls you to join him in this grand conspiracy.